I'm Tari, also known as Tito James Jr. Like you're really fucking weird. But on that note, I'm Rayan. I'm Joe Pietro, and technically, I'm not here against my will. Welcome to Voda 2020. <laughs> Welcome. We're a bunch of unemployed schmucks who decide to start a podcast. We'll be sitting with Lebanese characters from all walks of life. Repri. Hussein Hashem, former CEO of Aramex, one of the biggest logistics and delivery companies in the world. Hussein is one of the most intense and uplifting people we've ever met. Oh, intense. We spoke about how his experiences in the Lebanese Civil War turned him into a street-smart businessman. From personally delivering parcels on the streets of Kuwait to becoming a CEO of a global empire. Find out about his love for disruptive startups and why he thinks 9-to-5 jobs will be less relevant. I'm an extremist by design. Life without risk is boring. Look, there is nothing called favors when, when you join the corporate world. I just wanted to get the hell out of Lebanon. <laughs> Wherever you go at any given time, there is a young kid dreaming of becoming another Jeff Bezos. And, and they're doing it. Sinashim, welcome. We're uh, very happy to have you here. We're a bit uh, shocked we got someone of your caliber to agree to do this. No, no, my pleasure. Thank you. Very happy to have you here. Um, I think we're having a small chat now off camera about Lebanon. And uh, I wanted to ask you very briefly, how are you finding Lebanon now and living here? Look, uh, I left Lebanon probably at, uh, I mean, probably like 30 years back. Mm. Came two years back Mm. and I find myself again leaving. Look, this is my home country. I mean, I love, I belong here, uh, you know, um, uh, and I feel that I owe it to this country to, to be who I am. Uh, um, but obviously, you know, like, like everyone else, uh, we've, got, we've got challenges. I hope it will bounce back. Uh, Lebanon is resilient. Uh, there's a lot of talent in, in Lebanon, the Lebanese community. Uh, has shown overseas at least uh, success after success uh, wherever they are. I still believe um, that one day we'll, we'll come back. So uh, probably I'll, uh, it's a family situation. I'm going to move out for a couple of years, but uh, definitely coming back and mm-hmm. hopefully play a role in, uh, in making this place a better place. You grew up in Lebanon during the Civil War. The situation back then was fucked, and the situation right now is fucked. You having experienced that, have you noticed a change in the mentality of the Lebanese society with time? Look, I sense a lot of frustration, uh, specifically within the youth. Um, and, and, and this is devastating. I, I left myself 30 years back because I thought at that time, I mean, what, there's nothing for me here. I just wanted to get a job. I just wanted to, to move out of Lebanon and, and see how I could uh, make, make a career out of myself. And now talking to friends who have got kids and, and the youngsters of the family, I see the same. It's like the same migration is, is, is happening. Uh, but again, you know, this is, this is what it is. I mean, this is how... Uh, we're, we're, we're looking at, at this country, at this economy. Uh, look, uh, things have to get better. But I mean, we as Lebanese, we have to show unity. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we need to come together, uh, we need to, to work hard. The difference, I'll tell you what's the difference. 30 years back, I mean, life was slow. Mm -hmm. 30 years back, there was no internet. 30 years back, uh, there wasn't acceleration in technology. Uh, 30 years back, there was no mobile phones. So you could catch up. I mean, if, you, if you're slow, if you're lagging behind a year or two, you could catch up. 30 years back, China was closed. Yeah. India was closed. Yeah. Times have changed now. Yeah. Things have changed. So uh, even if you miss uh, a year or two in your education, even if you, uh, you miss a train, you could catch up. Now with the technology acceleration, what's happening, if you miss it, you miss it. You're competing. Yeah you're competing on a global level. Before, we were competing on a regional level, you know, and, and it's a different ball game. So I believe we should focus on, on, on building an ecosystem that will allow our youth uh, to, to live here and flourish within here. And now with the technology acceleration that's, that's happening, you can do global business out of your country. You just need the right components of things. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the difference now, uh, um, the chances of making it up is, is a bit tougher mm, yeah. uh, because competition is global. I wanted to, of course, we're going to touch on your career because uh, you've had a great career. Um, but growing up during the Civil War, do you feel that it gave you a mental toughness? Because you've worked abroad. I'm assuming you've worked with people from the West, people from first world countries. Did you feel, and I think we've all felt this, mentally a bit tougher because growing up in a war really can do a lot for the character? Especially in Lebanon during the civil war, you have to be very street smart as well to get your things. Look, yeah, and, mentally um, and physically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and physically, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you have to survive Beirut yeah. uh, 30 years back, yeah. uh, you, need, you need to be a tough kid on the street. Yeah. Mentally, especially. Uh, mentally. And, and, and mentally. Look, um, I, I give a lot of credit to my upbringing here uh, in, in Beirut, specifically in West Beirut, where I, uh, where I grew up. Uh, does it prepare you for the world as it is? No, but I mean, it, uh, I, had, I had the mentality that I want to challenge everyone. You know, I, you know, I want to compete. Um, you have to work hard. Uh, street smart is, is part of it, you know. You have to be alert, you have to be aware of your surroundings. Uh, um, and I think everyone grew up who, who was out of this generation uh, when he went overseas, uh, you know, it was a bit tough and challenging, but I think he's got something within him mm -hmm. that, you know what, I want to make it. You know, I've, I've lived a hard life here where we had no sense of security. Yeah. Uh, we were bouncing from a place to a place. Um, and then, and then um, we were given the opportunity. I was one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Some, some didn't go. Yeah. Then, it's about putting the hours. It's about, look, I believe in luck, but luck comes with hard work. Yeah, 100%. You know, so if, you, if you're focused and if you have an open mind um, and, and you have the mentality of acceptance, the acceptance of others, and you're able to grasp what's happening around you, you'll be able to make, to make it and succeed in life. Um, it wasn't easy, but definitely it was one hell of a journey, and I loved every bit of it. And you keep on learning. Yeah. I'm 51, I left when I was at your age. I keep on learning. You keep on learning from, from whoever is around you. you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a continuous engagement.
you went to Kuwait, right? When you first moved from Lebanon, you went to Kuwait. Was that the first country you went? Kuwait to? was my second move. Um, um, I I did I graduated from UB here. Yeah. I went to Jordan for six months, and then um, I was playing basketball mm-hmm. at that time with the uh, founder of the company Aramex yeah. Uh, yeah. at that time. And uh, um, I I heard about an opening in Kuwait, and then I I said, okay, let's go. When you first left, were you a bit upset that you're leaving Lebanon was it more upset that you're leaving or were you more looking like looking forward to the opportunity of starting something new of being your own self of that journey I had, that you're about I to had a, a, a rush mm. adrenaline rush yeah. you know I wanted to explore the world yeah. at that time I've never set my foot on a plane yeah you know, I was 21 years old. I never traveled anywhere. So yeah. it, for me, the first excitement is to be on a plane. You know, mm-hmm. just put the seat belt, and it was. It was. Uh, till now, I'm still scared of planes. Yeah, yeah. I, Likewise, I think we. I think we all are so, to a degree. So uh, uh, for me, I wanted to see the world. Uh, I want to see diversity. Lebanon, at, uh, 30 years back, it wasn't diverse. It was. It was the community itself. And then I went to Kuwait and I met various nationalities. You've got all the expatriates, you've got the Indian community, you've got the Kuwaitis, you've got the, 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 the Gulfies, you've got the Asians, you've got the Western uh, community. And then uh, you learn a lot. You know, it was for me, it was um, a little kid in, in Disneyland. You know, wants to grab everything. Your eyes are all over the place. Over, yeah. I was hungry for everything. I was hungry for knowledge. I want to learn. I want to. I want to go. And look, when you're early twenties, you've got this uh, restless energy, this passion, where you just yeah, want you to just go wanna, discover I everything. I think we're supposed to infuse a bit of that energy because <laughs> we are both a bit. But uh, it's interesting that you said you met the founder of Aramex playing basketball, and that kind of serendipity of you meeting him while playing basketball led to you then applying to RMX? No, 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 no. I was employed by RMX at that time, okay, but, we were, okay. but we were playing ball together. Okay. That's where the opportunity to move to Kuwait came To move to Kuwait, to move to Kuwait. In Kuwait, uh, uh, this is where I met my wife. Okay. Uh, uh, we got married uh, and then um, again, I thought, you know, I said, okay, let, let me do something else. Uh, and then there was an opportunity in Sri Lanka at that time. Yeah. I think it was 90s. 98. And then I moved to Colombo, uh, Sri Lanka. Uh-huh. I lived there for four years. Um, That's interesting. That was, yeah, was it like a culture, a culture shock? Because like you were Lebanon, then you're still in the Middle East, but then moving to Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, 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 look, it's a different culture, yeah. but, but they have a beautiful culture. I, yeah. I think I, the Sri Lankan community is, is just a fascinating community. We share a lot. In, in commonality between between both uh, uh, this part of the world and them, uh, and nature is overwhelming. Uh, but however, the business challenge was was quite interesting. It was a different, totally different experience uh, for me. Learned a lot, uh, and then after Sri Lanka, I went to Dubai. There in Dubai, I had over the years various roles within within the Aramex community. Um, from a country uh, country uh, uh, manager to became a regional and then and then I took over the Middle East and then took Middle East and Africa and then I took the global role till uh, till 2000 from 2012 13 till uh, uh, end of 2017 so yeah it was it was a beautiful ride when you first started with Aramex I guess 
because you were going up against the bigger boys when it came to logistics, people like DHL, people like FedEx. So you guys were quite disruptive at that time because you were still the new kid on the block. And I guess when you first started, you was it this is something I'm interested in? Were you the ones in initially delivering the packages, the parcels to people's? Uh, I was personally yeah. going from a place to a place. Yeah. Uh, Kuwait weather in summer uh, yeah. Yeah. punishes you every minute. Swimming, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like somebody is punishing you and punishing you at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, I was. Um, I, 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 we started the office with three employees, mm -hmm. so at that time we have to print aerobills, so we sell. So I was a good salesman. Yeah, yeah. So the problem with that is every time I do and do one hell of a sale, and then I convince somebody to buy, let's say, 100 shipment in advance, I had to go back and start on the typewriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it used to take me hours and hours. Mm -hmm. So the more I sell, the more I type. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, if you want to compete with the big boys at that time, you have to do things differently. Exactly. So you have to be faster, you have to be more responsive, you have to be 24-7. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, that's what it did, you know. Um, look, hard work pays. I remember I used to wake up, uh, let's say, 7 o'clock in the morning, go to office, 7.38, till 1 in the morning. Yeah. And I did that for a couple of years, yeah. you know. Uh, but I enjoyed it because every time... You sign a client every time. But look, life comes with ups and downs. You know, there's there's good moments, there's there's bad moments. Uh, but every time uh, 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 you you win a little war here, uh, or or uh, you, you go through a tough uh, a tough days, but you celebrate it. It's a it's a personal achievement. It's a company's achievement. Um, we were able to build a fantastic team. Uh, we had a culture of empowerment, trial and error. Uh, uh, you know, learning from each other. So look, I, I believe in every company that you're working in, you need to have, um, you need to be happy. Yeah, yeah. That's most you need thing. to be able to dream. Yeah. You need to be able to give the space to your team members uh, to challenge the status quo and learn and do mistakes. There's nothing wrong with doing mistakes. You know, just keep trying. You keep, uh, but you need to be informed. You need to know what's uh, what's happening around you in that space. And, and I love that segment. The logistics segment was quite interesting. Going off of the logistics segment, segment sorry, now nowadays you have massive companies like Amazon, for instance, and everyone talks about Amazon. Growing up as a kid, I'm assuming the goal wasn't to go into logistics. I don't know what the dream was. Nowadays, with companies like Amazon and these massive logistics and delivery companies, people aim to go and work for an Amazon, aim to go and work for an RMX, but how did that happen? How did the cultivation of, of a job with logistics and delivery happen? I just wanted to get the hell out of Lebanon. Okay. <laughs> no, it was that simple. I just yeah. wanted to leave. An I opportunity came planned, up. Yeah. Okay. I never planned to be in logistics. Mm, okay. uh, but look, my friends went to media and advertising. It mm. was a cool job. Yeah. Uh, logistics was never a sexy job. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it was work. it's it's yeah. hard work. You work with pallets and boxes in airports. It's a rough, tough job. Um, no, no, I didn't plan to be in logistics. I I I wanted to explore the world, and I was looking uh, for for a company that will that will employ me and 
allow you to go uh, and allow me yeah. uh, allow me to move out of, out of out of here not because I don't love this country because uh, it was in civil war yeah, yeah. and I, I wanted the opportunity to leave so whoever gave me the first ticket I said okay I'm coming yeah. now it's a different story I mean Amazon is a fantastic company yeah. and, and the disruption which is happening in e-commerce whereby uh, over uh, on a on a on a simple telephone you can order anything you want you can uh, at your at your uh, fingertip, do whatever you want to do on a on a on a on a timely manner. I mean, this is just fascinating. But this happened recently. I mean, yeah, yeah. if you look at the e-commerce industry, I mean, 10, 15 years back, you know, if you look at uh, the acceleration in, in technology, uh, the disruption is happening as we speak. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, look at your apps. I mean. I mean Five years back, seven, I don't know, a couple of years back, nobody had any app. Yeah, and now we're going from app to voice activation. And, and then, then you have, then you have your digital virtual reality, reality. And then augmented reality yeah. and digital yeah. assistant. You have 5G is coming. So, so, so many things are... At a very rapid pace as at well. Very, at a yeah. very rapid pace. Because yeah. wherever you go at any given time, there is a young kid yeah. dreaming of becoming another Jeff Bezos. And, and they're doing it. Computing power like doubles every 18 months. It's scary at the rate it's going. Doubles, mission yeah. 20%, yeah, yeah, yeah. it doubles. It's, it's, you know? So every three up. years you're like four times up, it's, it's crazy. Going back to Amazon and the power of Amazon and logistics, I think especially now in the past few months when so many people had, were locked down, when there was coronavirus going on, I'm sure so many people who weren't, in, like, weren't into this entire like logistics or ordering Online things ordering, yeah. off the internet i think there was a massive boom in that especially now over the past few months even though it was on an upward trajectory the coronavirus helped accelerate that trajectory look i'm still in this space uh, i'm involved uh, in a startup called fetcher i'm leading the team of transformation it's a it's a startup uh, that stumbled during the way uh, we just uh, we just raised 15 million dollars day for yesterday we're gonna raise another ten, and 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 we felt we felt we felt the the demand, yeah. because you're stuck at your home. Uh, two things happened. One is uh, uh, the country was at a lockdown, so you had no choice but yeah. to order, and and companies uh, who were able to deliver on time were were participating in that eco space, and they were doing a good job to the community. Second, there were till now there were people who are out of the ecosystem. Uh, because you know they, they thought I'll be offline and I can manage and you can manage but when they when the lockdown came people were forced mm -hmm. to go and 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 start getting at least their essentials but what we've noticed that uh, people kept on buying things the same way they used to buy when there was no lockdown so we thought at one time that people kind of shift categories there was a bit of a shift in the beginning to groceries and pharma but then fashion came back and then electronics came back and people start like, I think shopping is probably habitual yeah. it's a habit yeah, yeah. you know people like well, to shop in Lebanon it's I think uh, more religion sport. than a habit it's yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was funny when uh, yeah. but uh, if you think about it I mean I mean why not I mean yeah. you you right now you can uh, you can go to any global e-tailer yeah. you've got uh, millions of SKUs and you see whatever you want to buy and then you click and then you've got the social uh, shopping as well yeah. people like 
going and putting something on Instagram and then you can order it. So the ecosystem works, it helps. And, uh, uh, you know, you're, you'll be able to get at the comfort of your home, you'll be able to, you know, to, to get wherever you want to buy. So this whole ecosystem is, is uh, there's an exponential growth mm-hmm. happening and yeah. still, still we're, 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 there is more to come in that space. Yeah. I'm interested to see your perspective on this because I thought about this the other day when it comes to the future of logistics and with the advancements of technology, especially AI. When I was doing in Corona, I was thinking about next 10, 15 years, potentially you have self-automated cars which deliver the parcels to the intended recipient. So that totally eliminates the role of a driver and delivery guy. Do you have any idea or any predictions of how... Look, drones are are a reality. Uh, Eventually, you'll have more drones deliveries coming in. uh, uh, Look, the the disruption in the transportation industry, it's happening. Mm. Uh, 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 Driverless cars are are happening as we speak. The question is adoption. Uh, Probably it's a wave. Mm. It will start somewhere, let's say... Uh, in, in California or in yeah. Japan, and then it, it will uh, it will it, it will transition to the rest of the world. But no doubt, uh, through AI and, and and automation and technology and, and acceleration of technology, uh, modes of transport are going to change. Uh, yeah, the way we behave within our community and society is is going to change. Uh, we as human beings. Uh, we're going to live a different lifestyle where uh, we live between virtual uh, virtual yeah. world and, and, and real world. Yeah. Probably you will live longer uh, because expectancy uh, of life expectancy is going to be... There is a lot of breakthrough yeah. in, in uh, fighting aging. Yeah. Uh, we we live uh, in a world of abundance. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people who are addressing food shortages, who are addressing uh, water uh, scarcity and, and, and the whole thing. So I, I think we're going to live in a better world, you know. Yeah. Uh, we see this happening in various pockets around the world. Eventually, technology will, will move fast mm-hmm. and wherever it is happening in and some part of the world eventually will come and, and will improve things. With the advancements in technology, there's also a lot of debate around information and tracking consumer data. I know Facebook, Facebook with the Cambridge Analytica problem had a, had a big scandal a few years ago. Amazon as well have had their fair share of criticism, Google. Do you think our information is being tapped into a bit too much? Do you think is it starting to infringe on kind of, I wouldn't say privacy laws, but starting to infringe on our personal lives and our, on our data and information? Look, information is there. Uh, uh, look, there are two, two schools of thought. Mm. One is open it up, you know, and, uh, and, and that information can be shared and, and can let the whole community use it, but then, uh, you've got your own privacy laws and, and, and your privacy information. Wherever uh, you go here or there, uh, data mining is, is happening. We just want to make sure it's used for a good cause, not for a bad cause. So there's always a, an ethical component yeah. to it, and this is what we need to track. You cannot be out of the grid. 
you're on a grid. The question is the information that I have on you on that grid, what do I make out of it? I would love uh, to, to make good things out of it, uh, but however, you've seen in this, you've seen the, the analytical Cambridge thing that was used for elections, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, um, but, but I would like to focus on, on the positive side yeah. of it and on, on the benefits out of it, how I could utilize data to improve human life. Yeah. How uh, can, I, can I make our life on this earth better? How can I utilize this data to improve our environment? To uh, you know, uh, what can we do to uh, to eradicate poverty? Yeah. Still, uh, you know, you've got two, three billion, billion people around, you know, below the the poverty line. So I think technology, while it's improving the ecosystem, it has to trickle, and it has to trickle down to improve. Uh, uh, the the day-to-day -day life yeah. of communities we've seen yeah. some good examples yeah. for everyone not only for one, for the ones who can afford it yeah not only for the one percent for, for exactly for that's the main issue it's about access mike because most people if you do some most people that will do a crazy new technological product that can help a lot the first thought will not be how can i use this product to help all of these people it's be how can i make money out of this you need yeah. accessibility to all and then and then you know then then we can say technology is is empowering the community You've obviously been very successful, but I have it through well-placed sources that you enjoy, because you're Lebanese, enjoy going out, enjoy having a good time, restaurants, bars. I wonder who that source is. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But um, obviously, I think as Lebanese people, we enjoy, we're social creatures. So just the mantra of work hard, play hard, I think it's safe to say you would be a believer of that. And could you just maybe talk about the... How you could perfectly balance, because you mentioned earlier how you were working from 7 a.m. up until 1 a.m. every day. At the same time, you have that balance where you also want to enjoy a bit of life. You don't want to fully immerse yourself in... Look, work. I'm... I'm I'm an extremist by design. <laughs> so I don't, I don't consider myself a normal person. Uh, look, there is... Life is beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I wake up in the morning every day. I say, thanks God, I'm alive. Mm. Um, I think this is a blessing <sighs> to see the sunrise. It's, it's just a beautiful thing, mm. you know. And every day for me is a fresh start. Mm. And I sleep well at night. Yeah. You know, I, I, I have my seven, eight hours sleep. Uh, uh, for me, every day is, is a new challenge. Uh, every day is, is a fresh start. Uh, uh, every day uh, I engage, uh, I want to do things better for me and for my family, for the people that I love, for my community. Uh, look, you are, uh, you are a global citizen, uh, but you, you exercise your citizenship within your own community and, and you have to be a role model in that community. You know, uh, you have to transfer knowledge, you need to help here and there, you need to uh, engage, uh, uh, you need whatever, if everyone works within his own community and tries to make it better, uh, then eventually uh, things will trickle yeah. and, and then you'll have a better place to live in. I don't believe in the I, it's, it's about us, uh, how we look at things uh, and, and on which angle we look at it. 
Um, so yeah, that's how I look at life. Talking about community and the way you just said right now, you don't just like to focus on yourself. You want to obviously make yourself better, but you also want to help those around you become better and give back. When you first started working for Aramex and then as you started to gain more credibility, as you started growing, as Aramex started growing, did you feel, how did you start reacting when, I guess this is more of a Lebanese thing, when many people would start coming up to you and asking you for favors, whether it is to get a job or whether they would, they saw that you're in a position of power and they need, like... Look, there is nothing called favors when, when you join the corporate world. I mean, if you're in, in a position to, to, to allow people to, to have a better opportunity and then they can come and prove themselves, yes. Uh, and I think every leader has to has to open up yeah. his, his ecosystem, mm-hmm. either through an internship program uh, or through different programs to allow people to come and, and participate. Um, uh, but look, you are you are as good as your community is. You are as good as your neighbor is. Yeah. Um, so so we need to to think in that uh, in that mindset and and literally try hard to do things better for us and our community it's i think it's a matter of because that was an interesting question i think it's a matter of utilizing your network because networking is not illegal it's been done since you know the stone age networking is very important it's it's crucial but not maybe maximizing wasta there's a difference of placing uncapable people in positions of power or, or giving them certain opportunities as opposed to using your network to allow you a qualified person to be placed yeah. in a certain... Or also using your position of power to you see potential in other people yeah. as well, and then you want to help them. Look, out. if you spot talent, yeah. then, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, doing, you're doing good for everybody if you connect that talent to that need. There's nothing wrong with that. I think there's a thin line here where you favor somebody because of personal connection or uh, because of a certain background. Uh, uh, you know, on others, you can't do that. You know, uh, I think uh, this is the process has to be democratized, and you have to have it has to have a fair uh, system of people applying and and go through the process itself. That that's what I believe. Yeah. I saw uh, this is a bit of a tangent, but I saw a great video of you at an RMX conference, and you were very open about a certain run-in you had with the law in Kuwait. There was a certain when you first moved to Kuwait, when you first moved and to Kuwait. you being still fresh out of Lebanon, used to driving without a driver's license. Yeah, I mean <laughs> you're young. <laughs> it's one of the most Lebanese. Uh, things, yeah. Yeah. You're young, and and I didn't have a I didn't have a driving license, yeah. and it's hot. So what do you do? Yeah. Look, I I I like I like clothes, but sometimes you need to bend. As a Lebanese, yeah, that's a great... Band and, and not in the extreme way. Yeah. yeah. But um, look, if you're focused and you want to do something and if you want approval for everything, you won't reach anywhere. Yeah. I, I believe that... Uh, look, once I'll tell you a nice story. Uh, there was a tsunami in Sri Lanka. And uh, uh, my company at that time, along with two or three other global operators, we formed a rescue team. And the idea is to go and manage the Colombo airport that will allow us to bring uh, aid. So aid was flying in by air. But in order to do that, you need to manage the logistics of the airport itself. And the question is, we wanted to to get approval uh, from the Sri Lankan government to fly in and start doing the work. 
So we had two options, either wait for approval, and that approval might take a day or two or three, and, and by, that, by the time the approval comes, uh, people on the ground will, will suffer more because the logistics at that airport hasn't been processed well, or just move in without any approval, start your work, and when they come, let, let them come and, and penalize you, and then, and then open a discussion. So the, the idea that I want to I wanna send here is uh, you don't have to wait for approval every time you want to do something. There is a lot of startups here in the region uh, that were not allowed to do business because uh, the laws yeah. were not allowing them to do that because the, the, the laws are, are, were not able to cope with the new models. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, look what Uber and Kareem did here. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I remember when Kareem and Uber started here, they were not even allowed uh, to conduct business uh, in the region. Even in the UK, there was a time when Uber was facing So what do you struggles. do? You just start, you open it up, let, let, let there be adoption, yeah, yeah. and then you fight your case. So that's, 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 how, that, that's, that's how we should behave yeah. in, in order if you want to succeed. If you just want to get uh, an approval for each and every process, probably you'll miss the opportunity. Just have the... The strength and the courage to take a risk, not wait every single time Look, for something. Life without risk is boring. Yeah, that's true. I believe. I that. think life is a continuous journey. Mm -hmm. It's an adventure uh, uh, at any given time, yeah. and it gives you surprises. You need to navigate well, uh, but there's no way you can make it. Uh, and if you want to be afraid of falling, no, you're no. gonna fall. And regardless of how successful you're going to be, there's always going to be certain points in your life where you're going to fail, and you use those failures as a learning. Experience. I haven't seen success from yeah. day one, yeah. uh, unless unless I don't know, uh, you're super. There's a miracle somewhere out there, maybe. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, but I mean, uh, whoever has succeeded has gone through a journey. Mm. Uh, I think you should have a positive attitude towards life and, and you keep on trying and trying keep and pushing, trying and pushing and pushing and, pushing and, pushing and never, uh, don't give up. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then you'll be able to succeed in life. I think it's interesting you touched on that, especially about sometimes not waiting for approval in certain cases and taking initiative. I think now we find ourselves in a very confusing time, especially as young people. There are a lot of people who want to get involved in tech or a startup or anything, but they might not know the means as to how to do that. So what would you recommend, especially in this atmosphere now, for any person trying to get involved in technology or startups or in that domain? Look, there's a lot of money around tech. And, and if you got a great idea and you'll be able... Look, technology has to solve a problem. So if, if your tech startup is solving a problem within your own community and is, is uh, bridging a gap, then you have traction. And the traction will be in adoption. Uh, uh, I think there is a lot of funding when, when it comes to this, as long as you'll be able to create a frictionless uh, process uh, that will allow people to navigate uh, through your technology and, 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 and to move forward. Whether being financial services, whether being in e-commerce, whether being, uh, I don't know, uh, promoting a product, agricultural product out of Lebanon. I think any tech, if you're talking about Lebanon specific, we've got multiple problems. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Solve, yeah. let's solve the problems that we have yeah. within the city mm -hmm. through technology and disruption. Yeah. Yeah. 
let's allow the community to go and access a super app and through that super app they'll be able to uh, to finish their day-to-day -day things improve their day-to-day -day life navigate the city trade get access to loans get access to products get access to government um, and uh, and uh, you know export import and do things in a, in a, in a in a simpler way, in a simpler. I also believe that, especially when it comes to startups and revolutionary startups, most of these startups over the past ten years, the idea behind them isn't that advanced. Like if you look at them, Uber, for instance, it's just an app application on your phone where you order a cab. But back in the day, it used to be you have to stand on the road and wait for a cab to come. It's Airbnb, a simple idea. Yeah, Airbnb as well, like renting out a, 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 like a room or a flat that you have also digitally. The list goes on Deliveroo or uh, Uber Eats. The idea behind it, it's solving a simple problem or making life simpler. That's what I always say about startups. Disruptive startups make your life easier and they solve a simpler, simple problem. The ideas must not be a $100 idea where it's so complex sometimes. It's about improving yeah. people's life. People's Uber life. have improved your Maybe life and my life. Airbnb have improved your life and, and my life. and and. and uh, You've got hundreds of examples yeah. of yeah. simple startups that allowed us, us as community. Look, this is a sharing economy. Yeah. You have to look at infrastructure, and the question is, is that infrastructure allowed for my access only, or it can be shared? Uh, look, uh, th there are assets available. Mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, we have to utilize these assets in a, in a proper manner, yeah. on a sharing basis, uh, that you will have an access to that asset on that time, on that specific uh, need. Uh, you pay a certain fee for that, and the fee. Look, the cost of asset is is being distributed on multiple users, and this is a future job. Right now, if you want to get a job, uh, probably you're not going to get a full-time job doing one thing. You can get four or five jobs at the same time, and you'll be called through a platform to do a specific job for two, three hours a day. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you might be uh, doing podcasts like like this for two, three hours in the afternoon. Probably at night you, can, you might be coding. Mm -hmm. uh, later on, you might be uh, driving an Uber, uh, f uh, you know, or, or you can do some other things. So I think our life in the future, the, the, the era of, of having a long-term career yeah. and the culture of a company and you take group photos uh, and, and then the boss, your boss, whether you like him or you hate him, he's hugging you. <laughs> Uh, and then you show this to your uh, um, to your family, and, say, and then you're proud guy. of it. <laughs> yeah. Probably nobody's gonna see anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, especially working from home. The now. process, yeah. yeah, the process is online, and you you your your performance is monitored mm -hmm. through technology, and then you are paid on a daily basis based on the hours you put in, and then yeah. you move on within within your life. And then, yeah. as you just said, COVID. Uh, uh, COVID has allowed people to experience this to the extreme and then... Helped accelerate it as well. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think commercial space is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever has invested in commercial space is already dumping it. Companies realize that they no longer have to incur these costs if people are working from home efficiently as well. Assets, yeah, having, having these fixed assets are... So your location is... I think your location is going to be controlled by how strong the internet is. Yeah, true. <laughs> We're screwed. So if you open uh, any any place that that offer cheap internet and and fantastic bandwidth, and then 
I think people will go there. I've seen an ad yesterday, come and work in Barbados. Mm -hmm. uh, they're promoting Barbados as a hub. Yeah. For, so you can work anywhere. Yeah. I'm moving myself. I'm moving in, in, in a week's time to yeah. Toronto. Oh. And I moved all my business online. Yeah. The only uh, the only downturn is that I have to wake up at 4 in the morning. So I need to adjust to that. But eventually, your, business is, your business is based in the Middle East? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I moved all my business to virtual. Yeah. I was... I was, it was all offline, uh, now it moved because of COVID to all online. Uh, it's much more efficient, yeah, yeah. so you can go anywhere. Why, random question, but why did you choose to move to Toronto? Instead of like, if you want to get out of Lebanon, why didn't you stay in the Middle East? If your business is... No, no, it's a family thing. I've got two boys, yeah. uh, 14 and 16. I just want to put them through the, the right uh, schooling right. And, yeah. and education, even though I believe... Uh, uh, education it has to be disrupted. Yeah. Whatever is being yeah. taught in, in both universities and, and yeah. high schools uh, doesn't really reflect what's happening. Couldn't agree with you. Uh, yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, you know, and I, I, I think as we speak, it's being, it's being disrupted. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the move is, uh, is, is out of uh, giving them a better place to, better place to start an ecosystem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But eventually coming back here. But talking about talking about <coughs> talking about jobs and the future of jobs, this is something interesting I'd like to ask you. So you, when you graduated from AUB, you went to Jordan, then quit. What would the f a younger version of you done if you just graduated from AUB now with the whole COVID? So you graduated this summer. How would the few approached the job search now, knowing that there's limited opportunities and everything is being restructured? Look the. What I advise people is, is do your own thing. Yeah. Jobs are, are getting tougher and tougher. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and this is a challenge for everybody. Uh, it might be good at this young age uh, is to go a process through trial and error and try to do things on your own. Mm -hmm. You're young, you're fresh, you don't have responsibilities. You've got access to technology. Yeah. There is money available. Yeah. Uh, if you've got a good idea, you pitch it right. There's a lot of uh, studio VCs who are investing in ideas. Uh, 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 either you can copy an idea, there's nothing wrong with that, or come up with something that fits within yeah. your community and, and give it a try. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the best way of... Uh, of uh, uh, and I advise people that while you're in college, start yeah don't wait until you graduate and then and then go through a process of interviews and and then that look college life i know it's nice i know there's a lot of uh, partying around it <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that but i think uh, while you're in college uh, because you, i'll tell you why because you've got an ecosystem of students that are within your campus you could you could use your campus facilities yeah. right you could use the advice of your professors. Mm -hmm. uh, you could use the advice of people that, that are smarter than you. The best thing you do... There are many of those. There are many of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look. That's true, uh, that's if true. you want to do things, always, you know, get people better than you. Yeah. Put an yeah. ecosystem, put so a business yeah. plan, yeah. and then move on. So university is the best place to start an idea because you've got free infrastructure. Yeah. And you have so much talent in front of you on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, my advice to the Lebanese community is while you're in college, start doing your own startups. Especially now with Corona and everybody not 
talking about the temptation of going out, you have a lot of free time as well now. So do it. Exactly. Do it. Yeah, try your best, I think, to meet people who, like you said, are smarter than you, can offer different things. Who will push you, who will push you to work hard. And I think um, just obviously to get your advice, what do you think about this podcast as a as a form of a startup? People might not think yeah. it is a startup, but it is in its own way. In terms of some alternative media platform. Yeah, we'd love to get your advice on. on that. Look, it's a new thing. It's it's uh, it's a new thing. It's it's happening. I think there's a lot of knowledge sharing here. Uh, uh, I, that's your second one, right? Yes. So I'm sure you're going to have better people than me sitting here and <laughs> telling you about, about life. I don't know and, about uh, that. This is a very interesting and, conversation, and, uh, and to be society. honest. Uh, um, I, this is your startup. Yeah. And you can build on it. Exactly. You know? Uh, we have uh, long-term goals, but we'd like to take everything step by step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you've got, you've got a good basis to start mm-hmm. from here. And then... Uh, and then and then you can you know connect with people outside uh, the, the physical yeah. location yeah. of Beirut and have virtual. connect virtual podcast with some interesting people from from all over the world you know if somebody wants to do business in Africa you can speak to somebody in Nigeria somebody in South Africa uh, if somebody wants to immigrate um, and uh, uh, you you gonna be the source of information mm. by somebody clicking in your podcast and getting all the advice of somebody who has a collective uh, years of experience either in, in different domains mm-hmm. and he'll have it ready mm-hmm. so this this might be an interesting business model mm-hmm. uh, uh, that that, ca- that you can build on and mm-hmm. I think you're you're doing already what I'm advising you to do that's, <laughs> so you corrected already you don't need me we are. <laughs> when, you said that, when you said that when you said that that made me feel so good from for inside. sure because yeah. I think what's great about talking to you and even over the course of, of this conversation is that you're very accepting of new ideas and, and of change and change and thinking a bit outside the box. And I think... Look, I don't believe there's a box. Exactly, exactly. Which is what I want to hear for sure. I'm sick and tired of people saying think out of the box. Who says there's a box in the beginning? What box? The box is something that we create Mm -hmm. to lock ourselves in. And then we feel comfortable within a box. Because box is beautiful. It's, 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 that stability is like it protects you it protects you for sure and then you block yourself and you chill that's it for the you next stay, you stay in the box yeah. I agree uh, you know I, agree. I, I believe in continuous mobility and change uh, and we as human beings we change uh, and I think uh, it's, it's a process we go through in life yeah and it's great to hear that because we and I think even in Lebanon, in the Middle East in general, there's a bit of stigma and family pressure to become, to go into these boxes. So becoming a lawyer, a doctor, a consultant, uh, working in finance. And in this new age, as you've pointed out, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of exploration. There's Especially if in the digital world and the Western world, like in Europe and in the States. So many people have taken advantage of that. I feel in the Middle East, people have started to wake up about the benefits of becoming creative in your own way, especially from a digital sense. But there's still you, you a lot st- of you still, you yeah, still get a lot that of room for improvement. We we still had that look when we decided to do this, which is a small idea we decided to come up with. We still had that look a bit of, what the hell are you doing? They might not have said it with their words, but with the eyes. 
yeah, and even course. compared to the reaction I get from European friends, <laughs> European friends really understand this market pretty well when it comes to podcasting and alternative media. Everybody, when I pitch them the idea in Europe, are so supportive and they're like, that's actually a great idea. Whereas over here, uh, okay, like very Look, blank. Uh, and people feel comfortable uh, with, the, with titles. Mm. I'm, I'm yeah, a lawyer. That's, but that's in right. reality, law is being disrupted. Yeah through technology. Uh, uh, medical practices is being disrupted through technology. Uh, currently, I think Google can diagnose uh, your cancerous cells uh, uh, or, or so, some certain diseases through through the camera system, uh, like 90, they're at 98% accuracy compared to doctors mm, at 50%. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so I think the medical practice is being disrupted, legal system is being disrupted, Financial uh, systems, uh, financial services yeah. are being are, um, are are being disrupted. Uh, uh, so we need to think of uh, what where where do, where we want to go and things that will allow us to do things better and what's what's in need. Mm-hmm. I think coding is important. Yeah. I think graphic design is great. I think looking at UI is is fantastic and and anything that relates. Around, around, in that space is, is something you'll always need a lawyer and a doctor here. But I mean, there's there's so many other things around yeah. in life other than this. You might, you you might you want to be a writer, or you you know, or if, oh, beautiful. Why not? You want to be a poet, beautiful. Why not? Look, you you decide. Look, you live once, yeah. and and it's a journey. And and I think the beauty about it, you decide what do you want to do in your life. As long as you're doing it and you're loving it and you're doing good for yourself and the people around you, keep doing it, you know? Success has multiple dimensions. You might have a financial success, you might have a non-financial success. Let's not define success with money. With money. Yeah, I agree. Money as a metric, I think, yeah, that's, that's a big Only issue. materialistic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, success doesn't come with a flashy car and, and a nice house. It's good to have them, but success comes in, in different things. I think success comes is what impact you bring into your community and how you're able to change the world to be a better place. Yeah. That's what success is. There's a lot of successful people are contributing and, and having an impact on, on that, I think, which is great. Hassan Hashim, it's been very, very good talking to you. It's very good to pick your brain. And I think especially that last bit yeah. is going to drive our motivation even more, hearing somebody who's successful in Lebanese as well appreciate a new change. change. Appreciate change. A, really. Something different. Yeah. Is, is something I think we're going to take to heart and uh, drive us, motivate us so much. When for it comes sure. To and we're very, very happy that you joined yeah. us today. It's a Thank pleasure. you. It's a and pleasure. Uh, I, uh, I wish you all the best. Thank Keep on moving. <laughs> That's Thank my you. advice. Keep Thank you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please make sure to like, follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anrami, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook and I'm a sellout. Thank you. <laughs>